And welcome everyone to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with your boy, Darry Lips and my man Gio. Hey man. No, nope, nope, nope. Absolutely not. No, I, no, no. Something, something troubling you, Gio? Uh, everything is troubling me. <laughs> WWE, WWE Creative gets idiot of the week. I, I can't. This is this is the first where I'm naming it in the first few minutes. I am pissed. That is not how you send off. That, that, that's not how you send uh, what's Kari saying away. You don't do it that way. You don't win a title on a count out. That's TNA bullshit. Abyss did that. Yeah. I am pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. Um it was an interesting way to do it because they've been so sort of friendly about it. There doesn't seem to be any animosity between WWE and Kyrie saying, you know, like there's talk that she's going to go and do some work in that NXT Japan thing they're doing as well. Like, so it just seems strange that Bailey has put her out, you know? Um, yeah, the, the, the ending, ending was, excuse my language, ending was shit. At least let her win off a distraction and have Sasha Banks at the bank statement or something. A count out is a bullshit win. Yeah. Yeah, to be champion. Like, I knew when Stephanie made the stipulation that, you know, you could win it however way that there was going to be some kind of shenanigans, but but that... Ah. I don't know. Yeah, it was poor. Um... Yeah, really bad. Really, really bad. It was it was poorly done, which is a shame because it was a it was a good match until then. Like they put on a pretty good match. Um I don't know. I, I in no world of WWE have I ever thought that friendship important enough to prevent Oscar from finishing a match simply because someone's being beaten up by one person, you know? Um Especially when you look at the history. Like Naya has gashed her head open and she's been attacked with no defense. And Oscar's not done the same. You know what I mean? Like, Nia's done worse than what Bailey did. Um, yeah, interesting. But Sasha, they've got I've done the- worse than what Bailey's done in a backstage brawl in my video game. <laughs> All she did was just bump her head into the locker a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, Nia's done worse to her over the over the months. Um, yeah, it was interesting and and poorly Sorry, done. but a bump on the locker shouldn't be what puts her out. It should have been Shanna Baszler breaking her arm. Yeah, yeah. Then I understand if Oscar's going to go run and check on her. Yeah, not just bouncing your head off lockers. Like, pretty sure, do you remember the invasion when Austin come back? Pretty sure, like, what was his name? Sean Spasiak. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, he took a bump that day. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, Sean Stasiak. But that was worse. So, yeah. But it obviously did mean the end of um, end of Kyrie Sane for now. Um, yeah, she tweeted out that she had a good time and everything. Yeah, and WWE have um, released... Um, uh, they put a, put a statement out. WO sends its best wishes. Um, she's had a good time. And I think the reasons that she wants to go... You know, she wants to go home. She wants to do other stuff. You know... I, I think it's all very fair. I just she probably deserves a little bit better of an ending. Um Yeah. A little bit better. Um but Raw 
So raw. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's talk raw then. Um, I actually, I, I quite enjoyed it. I think three hours though is is long. I still wish they'd cut it back down. Um, but we got new number one contenders for the tag titles in the opening match, um, which I thought was a really good match. Um, I don't, I didn't mind it. Um, or the match that it's going to lead into at SummerSlam. Um, what the bit that gets me though is they've tried to sell all this tension between Gaza and Andrade, and it's to result to them getting a title shot and then working as a team. They like I don't. Watching this. Yeah, like. I don't know. I hope that they drop the tension and actually focus on the fact that those two right now are a pretty good tag team and they'll put on a good match with the Street Profits, I think. You know? I, you've got to go one more they or the other because I don't know. Unless it's just uh, Orton, who we're going to get to. I'm going to take my apology when we get to the Randy Orton bit. Um, I, I hope that like maybe that they could have used that, that he's, he slapped some sense into them or something. I don't know. Like, I just... I want to see Gaza Andrade against the Street Profits for the tag titles. I'm all into it. I thought the match, the triple threat match was pretty good. Um, I want them to turn Ricochet Hill. Like, I want Ricochet in the new BDC. The Hurt Business, or whatever they're called, sorry. The, the Nation of Domination? 2.0. The Hurt Business. Yeah, we'll get to that little tidbit I sent you. <laughs> yeah. I believe my son, it's all your fault. That was it. I got, I got a link and just, this is all your fault. Which, it, yeah, actually it is. I wasn't realizing it was going to go. I just wanted BDC back, you know? Um, but yeah. So anyway, that was um, that was the opening. I quite liked it. Um, and then, uh, ba-dum, Nia is back. I thought, wow, I wasn't expecting Nia back so quick. I'm not going to no, lie. It's your face. It's not your face. I, I don't it's think face so. Or face. Like, which one has a face? Are they, are they going to be a tag team that just rips people's arms off? Yeah. Because yeah. that's a scary tag team. Yeah. And I think they're the perfect two. I get why they put them together. Because they can actually just fight. They kind of brawl, but then they got on the same page. Yeah. To get the guys at the end. I mean, if they made them a tag team, that... Maybe that's what this division needs. Is a strong, scary team like that. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, Nia and Shayna, that would change how the women's tag division is completely. I mean, they could make them a tag team. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Heck, that would work. Taking out how with that Sasha's like, I'm busy defending my women's title. I can't defend these things. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Handicap matches. Had them rip apart Bailey. Bailey's going to get angry that they lost the tag belt because Sasha wasn't there. Like, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Yeah, there is. And, like, it adds a dimension to the tag match. Uh, I mean, storyline-wise, it would work because those two have been injuring everybody. Yeah. yeah you yeah, got yeah. arm breakers and head gashers. Like, they could be the Hurt crew. They could join the Hurt business, yeah. No, no, they're not a Hurt business. They could be, like, a Hurt crew. They're, that's some scary. That's a scary team. Just let MVP deal with them. It will be fine. MVP can fix it all. He, he got like eight other jobs anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, Dominic segment with Seth, um, which was really cool. 
Um, now I hear that Ray signed a new contract. That that's that's now done. Um, and apparently Dominic is a big part of that, like their plans, and they seem really, really hot on Dominic. Like they seem to love him almost more than Ray. Um, but I hate to say it. Look at look at him. There's no way he's gonna be Rey Mysterio number two. No. He's not like he's no way gonna be a cruiserweight. No, no. Like, no. If he is, then I've still got hope of getting under two hundred and five pounds. You know, <laughs> because he's a big boy. He's he bigger is. than his daddy. Much bigger. Yeah, much. He bigger. looks like the son of Walter. <laughs> yes, he does actually. Um, yeah, it's the it's the Latino Walter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought it was a really good segment. Um, Seth is really, really good in this role. Like, this is saved Seth for me. Um, I'm guessing it's going to lead to some kind of interaction. Maybe hit Dominic and Ray against Seth and Murphy because um, they kind of pushed Murphy to a to a bit of a new level today. Uh, last night. Even. Well, I'm guessing it's gonna. I'm guessing the next one is Seth and Murphy versus Dominic and Black. Well, I'm guessing. Oh, he's Black. Now, so Black's going on his honeymoon. Is that right? Which is why they've done this. Apparently, he's going on a honeymoon. Um, well, if that's the case, I mean, wouldn't uh, Zelina be like off? Or I don't know. Didn't they have a honeymoon already? I don't know. I heard I that, like that. That's why he wanted their, to be off. I feel like all their stuff was on Instagram, like. Last year when he was doing mm. the I'm locked in a door thing and that's why they did the I'm in a dark room thing because he was off on his honeymoon. I think like him and Zelina Vega were taking pictures out on the beach and I was like, he's not in a door. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, they well, they, they, they impaled him onto some steel steps. I first have to say, I think of all the eyes to steps ones that we've seen i think murphy's to blacks was like the most convincing because even i was like oh, so, oh are we God. getting a, maybe it's a, maybe it's the beginning of like a patches stable where like they all just come out wearing eye patches <laughs> all come out as pirates in memory of Kyrie sane yeah that's what they're gonna do <laughs> memory of paul burchill paul burchill oh my goodness Listen, he had the best entrance in 2000, the back now 2008 game, all right? Oh, my God. Paul Burchill. Wow. He, he literally swung out. <laughs> what happened to him? Where did he go? <laughs> where, where did Paul Burchill go? We need to find him. Yeah, we'll find Paul Burchill. That's going to be our mission for the week. Find him. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the segment. I, I'm interested. To, I want to see... Dominic gets started. I mean, he knows how to use a kendo stick. We proved that. Like, he proved that last night. I have to say, he did. Uh, he gave some swings. Um, you know, he stopped beating pinatas, and the little Mexican boy finally, you know, stepped up. They, and, uh, they let yeah. him get some offense. In. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. I mean, um, he's uh, he's pretty good with that kendo stick. I have to say, he, he's yeah. Uh, be interesting. I want to see more. I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see more of Dominic. Right. MVP, Lashley, and the new Kenny King. Kenny King 2.0. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're all in the ring. Um, doing their BDC thing. The real US champ. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I think I didn't R-Truth. I think before it, though, didn't R-Truth call Bobby Lashley Mufasa or something? 
Anyway, uh, no, it was MVP. He called him Mufasa or something, um, which was I funny. I can watch our truth all the time. Yeah, man. Like, there's nothing. Like he's nothing done wrong. some great things. I remember he did the Royal Rumble, but he, he he got confused and thought it was Money in the Bank, and he started climbing a ladder in the Royal Rumble, <laughs> trying to reach an imaginary briefcase. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my guess is now. This is where he's gonna blame me. Um, but they're going with the the name the Hurt Business right now. But Geo sent me a link saying that Ron Simmons' appearance was because there's plans of a nation of domination too. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe that is my fault. <laughs> Maybe I've pushed for it too hard. Um, I don't want you nation want of domination too. You want a BDC and you're getting. Do you think it's if they do you think they should do it with everything that's going on like right now? Do you think it would be poor taste or do you think it'll be well received? I mean, or no do you think they call it something else? But it's no poorer than doing this gimmick back in the nineties. They did it when racial tensions were high in the nineties and there was all this brutality on. It's it's part of the gimmick is they're oppressed people who are angry and they're tired of being held down. Yeah. Um, yeah, which to be fair. Especially having... the beginning there. If they if they can get two kick ass dudes to wrap out their team like they did the nation of domination, I'm all for it. Yeah, it, you know, if I don't know if they need to call it Nation of Domination 2, maybe they could keep a different name, but something like that I think would is a good idea. I think it would work. I think <coughs> right now mvp is is hot like this is some of the best stuff since his tna before he went crazy and what's TNA. funny is he wasn't supposed to stay no he wanted to just come back and fight ray mysterio and retire that's what i read <laughs> he wanted to just fight ray mysterio say his goodbyes gonna be <laughs> a producer and they were like no nah, we need you yeah and now look like he's the u.s with well, the real u.s champ um but anyway so Listen. they were if he's coming, if he's going to be U.S. champ, the only thing he needs is that nice inflatable. <laughs> Give me the inflatable clock or the inflatable letters of MVP. <laughs> yes, get him back. The highest paid man on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was You glorious. got me reminiscing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That When Teddy Long was GM, SmackDown was... That was some of the best stuff, you know? Like, Teddy Long, the Vicky Guerrero stuff. He just kept fighting jobbers every week, and he was like, I'm undefeated, Teddy. Yeah. Then he did some He did some good stuff with Benoit. That was when I looked at MVP yeah, and like... he did good stuff with Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember watching, like, the Benoit feud and going, oh, damn, there's a wrestler in there. Like, there's a there's a guy in there that knows, knows his way around a ring. Um, and MVP's always spoken very highly, hasn't he, wrestler-wise, of... Benoit helping him and stuff. Um, but yeah, he did do some good stuff with Kane. He did some pretty funny stuff with Matt Hardy. I have to say, I thought that was that was quite funny when they were doing the who, who's better than who. Um, but I think this now, this is some of the best stuff of MVP. Um, but yeah, it was great. Um, R-Truth tried to get his 24-7 title back. Rolled him up for Shelton for a two and no kick out. I was thinking, no, they're going to do it right away. But no, I think... Shelton's going to hold that for a while. I think they'll use that to... Uh... And we got Akira Tozawa and the Ninja trying to win it. Yeah, that was during the Ali-Lashley um, match. 
Which, you know, Ali put up a fight. Um, but yeah, Tazawa Cub tried to roll him up. And then um, there was a... That ninja got dropped by MVP. Shelton dropped the same one. And then Lashley bounced one into the ring post. And like, the guy <laughs> sp- did a 360 in the air <laughs> after post. It's like, whoa. See, this, um, is where I, this is when I can get into Bobby Lashley. Yeah, this is a Bobby that Lashley I can get like to. I'm sorry. I like Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush. People are like, I loved it. Because you had some scrawny little dude who kept talking and pissing people off. And then you had big Bobby Lashley who was just protecting it. Yeah. Yeah, like how they've got them set up right now. Like this MVP crew. Like Shelton in there because, you know, Shelton could use a push. Like I, I've been wanting to see. I know Shelton's not going to be like the man. But to see some more of him, like, would be good. I think the 24-7 and in with MVP is a good idea because he is he is a tough guy. Like, well, they teased, him, they teased it last year, too, when they had him, like, helping out Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd be pleased to see that. And as I say, Lashley is like an enforcer hurting people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um and then there was uh, then the Sasha Banks Oscar match, which obviously is a little bit oh, still a bit sore for Geo. Um, yeah, it was poor. Um, Oscar was really sad, uh, screaming in Japanese. And well, the only thing they did right is a, if they had uh, they had Kari Singh go Oscar. <laughs> They had her scream out Oscar's name. Yeah. Um, yeah, she screamed for Oscar as Bailey was like still bouncing her head into the door. <laughs> and then Oscar went running to go save her friend. I just, the thing is, like, if it had just been only that, it's just like all the stuff that happened with Naya and it didn't happen. Like, <coughs> maybe they didn't sell what Bailey was doing well enough then. But, you know, because we saw what Naya has done to Kyrie Sane, this just looked like nothing. Um, but also, Sasha Banks is... Listen, I would have said, lock her, in a, lock her in a trunk, do, or, or incapacitate her somehow. But bouncing her head on the locker is not, was not impactful enough. Like I said, I would have had Shana, Shana Baszler, like, cracking on her own backstage and break, popping it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely not Bailey Because, like, as much as I like heel Bailey, she's not, like a tough heel you know she's more like a miz heel um so having her beat someone to 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 leave ugh, i don't know yeah lack of logic but that's like that's been my issue with like from a wrestling so point of view now they're gonna have all the belts they've got all the belts tag all the women's this, we're gonna you see know what this Sasha is this Bailey is everywhere. triple this is the triple h stone cold steve austin 2001 story oh the two-man power trip Oh. Right before Triple H tore his quad. Remember yeah. they had the tag belts, the Intercontinental belt? They did. They had that heavyweight belt. And then they were about to drop Lita and Brothers of Destruction come out. Oh, that was great. I loved all of that stuff. Oh, my God. Because it was just, as they were beating up Lita, Austin mouthing really bad words as Kane music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Storyline that they had a thing where like Kai and Ty did their dub and it was like Undertaker's voice and they were going to kick your 
hurt. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, oh, God. Wow, we're reminiscing today, aren't we? We're pulling some stuff out. I want to see the two-man power trip. They were great, though. Like, you know, I enjoyed They would have been better if someone did Terror Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine where that could have gone? Um, because obviously it changed Austin's character. Uh, we might have to play to the amazing angle then. Yeah. Yeah, and I still finished the match though. Still props, man. Ripped his quad and you could see him bad. But he he's, still finished the match. That's the thing is he's always finished his match yeah. when he's torn it. Even with his pet. He tore his pet, finished the match. He tore his quad twice and both times finished the match. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's Triple H in it. Like, what Triple H does for wrestling, and especially WWE, just isn't rivaled for me. Isn't rivaled at all. And it always goes back to that, that Tough Enough promo where he was, tough, where, like, he just reamed everybody and was like, you you know, I live wrestling. Mm. The man's been dropped in slot by Henry O'Godwin, as we told last week. You know? <laughs> Triple H has done it all. That was the... That was around the time when it when Undertaker like choke slammed him from the apron over the rope when it right across the other side of the ring. Woo! Yeah. When he no. was, the whole reasoning behind all that, like him getting into the slot and all that, was because he was taking the punishment from from the freaking show Michael H and Kevin Nash and all of them because yeah. they decided to break character and Vince was like, Well, I can't punish Sean because he's my champ. The other two left. I got you, Triple H. Yeah. He lost his King of the Ring win. Yeah, that's what got us lost in 316. Yeah. And, you know, in some form, we did all right out of it. So, Triple H, you know, know, as much as, yeah, he did did (coughs) have some really stupid matches and stuff. but He took a year's worth of punishment for it, and he stuck with it. Yeah. And now, look, like, pretty much going to be the man that replaces (laughs) Vince one day, wouldn't he? Like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, it was quite funny. It was quite funny to see um, his happy birthday that Vince McMahon got compared to Shane McMahon's. <laughs> oh, God. Shane gets a text. He's like, ah, happy birthday. <laughs> Triple H is like, you're the boss. Yeah. Yeah. The hard work, everything you do. Yeah, man. Like, it was like the, the day and night. Day and night. You, you wouldn't think who's, who's real son, do you? Like, my goodness. Um, Would you ever... You ever watch the documentary, like, when Triple H first started, like, he goes into a story about how when he first started dating Stephanie, and she brought him over to, like, the first time to, like, actually go over to Vince's house to, like, formally sit down with all of them. And he's like, I've never been there before. And the first thing I see when I open the door is a giant painting of Vince McMahon over my body holding up the world title from when he won it. <laughs> He's like, that was my introduction. I opened the door and the first thing I see hanging up. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine? You'd be like, great, this is going to go well. Dating the boss's daughter. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But no, like, props to Triple H and stuff. For see, I'm, all I'm, a, I'm a Vince McMahon guy. Everybody always says, like, mm. all the guys out of touch. He's a business. He is a businessman. Yeah. He, he he makes business decisions, whether you like them or not. Oh, the Owen Hart situation. You had to look at it as, if I cancel my show, 
I'm in a lot of trouble because I, I, I paid for pay-per-view time that I can't get back. You know, I, I, there's audience members here that don't know what's going on. Business decision. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Owen Hart one. I mean, you have to, you have to make. I've heard stories like the. You talk about Triple H. I've heard stories. Vince lives, breathes, and eats wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's up that like his 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 writers have to have a notepad right next to the telephone because he'll call at like three a.m. with an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, um, <coughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people do do put him down, but you know. WWE is still top for a reason, you know, like people still tune in, stars are still getting made. I mean, they've been pretty vocal this week about their building for the next sort of lot to come through. This is what their their focus is on, um, you know, which I think you're starting to see a bit, you know, with like the Drew McIntyre thing and, and whatnot. Right. Um, you know, I think that's the start of probably a new era of people coming through. Um, but yeah, like as I say, I'm not... There are some decisions that maybe he would do differently, but you have to make a decision at that moment. On especially if it's live and stuff like with the Owen thing, you have to make a decision at that moment. And you know, he's yes, only okay. he's Titan only side. ever he's only ever canceled one pay per view, and it cost him a lot of money to cancel it. And it wasn't even he wouldn't have canceled it had power been able to uh, in your house where they had like this huge ass storm. And the power got cut, and the satellite feed couldn't go. Yeah, yeah. So, literally, an act of God is the only thing that can stop Vince McMahon, is oh, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even a snowstorm. He had that, we had that snowstorm where they, people couldn't get over here, and it was, like, leading up to Mania, and he was like, well, I can't not build up to my Mania. I have to do something. So he aired, like, a whole special where they were, like, from the... From the inside of a performance center or in the headquarters, and like everybody did out interview, like yeah, he's he, when it comes down to it, he makes business. Yeah, business decisions that can't have too much emotion in, and that's where some of the differences is. We have a lot of emotion into it as fans, you know. Um, so, yeah, got to trust the process, people. He's got our best intentions, I'm sure, deep down somewhere in that cold heart. I think a lot of me has changed about Vince since watching that Undertaker documentary, though. Like, my opinion of Vince is very different after that because, you know. My opinion changed when he did that interview with Austin. I told you because it showed the real Vince. He didn't hold back. He didn't hide Mm. questions. He was answering everything like, is it true about the punk wedding thing? Unfortunately, it ended up being on. Like, he didn't hold back on. Yeah, yeah. And I think Austin at one point, the best part that still pops me to this day because it shows just how like how much Vince could do. It was like so close. Like, well, that's all the time we got. Tune into the next show, and Vince is like, I have more to say. And Austin's like, well, we're out of time. He goes, hold on. And he goes into the he goes and he goes follow me, and he walks. Over. He goes, whatever's on next, push it back. I'm Vince McMahon. I want to keep this interview going. And then Austin looks at him and goes, well, he's Vince McMahon and he can do that right now. 
Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Like, Stone Cold podcast. He did it with like such a business and serious mm -hmm. thing, but like at the same time, he was just being like a swarmy little dude. Like he's just like, watch what I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I say, like you're right. Like on that podcast, <laughs> he was very different. You know, that was a side of Vince that we probably haven't seen, and was probably a good time considering where the product was. For him to do something like that, to see a side of Vince like that, you know, and the reasons why certain people aren't like we don't know. Maybe people's work ethic, you know, we want this person pushed, we want that person pushed. We don't know the work ethic that goes on behind the scenes, you know. They might not deserve it. Like to carry the company and to be involved in big TV time comes with a lot of responsibility. I mean, look at Randy Orton's right first first attempt. He's right when it comes to certain things. Sorry. Yes, Cesaro's a great wrestler. But guess what? Your champion needs to speak on a mic or he's not going to produce. Yeah, like, what is the unique selling point of Cesaro other than he's a good wrestler? You know, what is going to make you want to tune in? Like, okay, you get like a pop, you know, Kofi getting champ. Well-deserved, well-earned. Yeah, um, here's pretty your soon got bored. Yeah. Here's your title for the week. The fans aren't always right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The the fun five minutes isn't always what we need, you know? Isn't it isn't. Um and I say, I soon got bored of once Kofi was chap, I soon got bored of that. After he lost he beat Kevin Owens, I think it was, and then I was like, Okay, I'm 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 over this Kofi thing now. I think we spoke about it on here about me being over the Kofi thing. I wanted Orton to take it off him. I think I just need to realise I'm actually an Orton fanboy. Um <laughs> um but yeah so that's the thing like so Cesaro isn't good loser <laughs> yeah yeah what do you um, think is this 2005 well i get to see it on summer slam 2020 don't i <laughs> um that made event something from a fucking smackdown 2009 yeah i I knew it was going to be, though. Like, Orton at the minute is just too good of a heel not to have him fight Drew. As I say, what scares me, well, though, is that I they put reading, the title on him. They are, because I was reading on what it's all planned up to. It's basically Orton's winning Orton's winning it. Or he's, he may not win at this. Eventually, he's going to Mania. Right. He's going to Mania as Edge is coming back. Edge is going to challenge him. For the title? Yes. And it's supposed to be their rubber match. It's I quit, like, an I quit match. That's the end of it. They had to push it all back, rework things because of Edge getting hurt. But it was supposed to be at SummerSlam. Right. Um... Which I'm, I understand because... An I quit match is going to look a hell of a lot better with fans there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is this like they've given Drew his run? He's obviously not going to hold it forever. Um, My is it then problem is... Drew coming back to get it when there's Drew, fans? To get like I run? said, Drew's another case of the fans aren't always going to get and aren't always going to be right. I'm sorry to say it. Drew's good. And Drew is talented. But I don't... As a, as a world champion. Yeah, I. 
I can I, I can get what you're saying. Like how many I, times are you gonna watch him beat Dolph Ziggler? How does that make him a champ? Everybody's beating Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, and it's always fun to watch both. I mean, to get Claymore through a table last night, loved it, loved it. Um, but yeah, you can see Drew do That's that. That's like stuff my hopes of Dolph Ziggler yeah. ever winning a title. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And that's the thing in it. You can still see Drew beat up guys like Dolph Ziggler and get the big pops. Doesn't need the strap on him, you know? Um, but yeah, he got RKO'd out of nowhere at the end of Raw. Match is no, official. It so. wasn't out of nowhere. <laughs> I swear to God, that is a trigger point to me. <laughs> Every time he hits it, you cannot say out of nowhere. If he hits, if he's in the, if he's in the ring and he's pounding on the ground and he hits an RKO, Michael Cole, it's not out of nowhere. <laughs> it's only out of nowhere when he does it when Evan Bourne's giving a shooting star and he catches him. Oh, or he flips up a curb stomp and catches Seth Rollins. Yes, oh. then it's out of nowhere. Oh. When oh, he does it in the middle of the ring, it's just an RKO. <laughs> Oh, I'm so tight. The title you would have noticed is called Out of Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you would have noticed, and it's I know that, you will wait to see the, the bit. little Michael Cole text like that, that, mm. that anger me. Well, it's the Sasha, first time, like every, and every Sasha second. Banks, like, oh, my? Sasha Banks? <laughs> oh. <laughs> first time. Because, like, when before, you remember, like, Taz, when Brock music when Brock's music hit, he would be like, "Well, here comes the pain." But it wasn't annoying. You know what I mean? It wasn't had, that annoying, like because it they, was. Jr. always saved it though, because Jr. would only do it when it came down to things. Like if Undertaker was coming up for, he like, "Oh my God, business is breaking up." Yeah. Oh no. Mhm. What like, was it? I was watching the. I was watching the 2001 the other day when Kane came out and carried by. It's like, oh my God, get Drew Carey out of that work. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Carey. Oh, when Drew Carey threw out the Hardy Boys. Oh God, I died a little bit inside. Little bit of me died that night when Drew Carey pushed him <laughs> off them top right. Like, <laughs> JR always saved his impactful things like that when it made sense. Yeah. Like, I was, um... Cole was... just does it to do it. It's the big dog! Yeah, every time. Yeah, every time. Like, it's just... Yeah, it is annoying. Um, it is very annoying. But it's, it's we yeah, need, it's the same. We need no, Brock no. Lesnar to come back and have five him out of his shoes again. Yes, please. <laughs> F5-man. F5-man. He gave him... That was still one of my favorite things. He F5'd him out of his shoes. And people were, like, changing the Wikipedia and saying, Michael Cole died. <laughs> <laughs> there, Brock Lesnar murdered him and Booker T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, Booker T on commentary, bless him. Oh, Jesus. I always, I always liked like Brock Lesnar rages like that. What was it when they had that other dude that's now in NXT? He was like the announce color guy for a while. And he stand up. <laughs> um, Madden, Vic Madden. <laughs> 
No, the dude, damn, yeah, this dude got it. And Theo Madden's like trying to stand up to him. And I was like, you can't stand up to Brock yeah. Lesnar. Get out yeah. of there. Yeah, yeah. This is a way that. Do you know what I mean? Try to, try to protect your commentary team. You get up in Brock Lesnar's face and then, yeah, you go through a table. <laughs> See you later, Madden. And then he hasn't been back on Raw since, has he? <laughs> didn't come back. Um, didn't come back. Um, yeah. This is like the flashback episode. Yeah, do you know what I mean? We've, we've gone back. Back and forth from 2000. Because it's funny, you were talking about Jim Ross. I watched the, um, the WrestleMania 2000. McMahon in every corner, fatal four-way uh, elimination one. And um, at the end, after Rock's been screwed and he rock bottoms Shane and Vince and everyone, and <laughs> Stephanie gets up in his face. It's just JR. He's so JR. He's quite calm and he's like, oh, I know it, Yeah, you don't need to get up in his face, Stephanie. And he's like, I don't think you do anything, King. And then she slaps him as he says it. And it's just Jim Ross goes, Oh, he might do something. And he rock bottoms her just as he says it. It's just. Jim Ross's timing on, you know, preparation and knowing what's about to come was second to none back in the day. Like, Jim Ross was was really good, especially for that era. I think it fit so, so well. Remember they tried to make him a jilted heel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was, like, angry that Michael Cole stole his spot. He was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and it was Jim Ross that brought fake Diesel and Ramon back, wasn't it? Like, they put that on him. <laughs> That was all Jim Ross is doing, like, <laughs> according to the story. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, one of the original shoot promos, and he's like, I got fired from a Bell's palsy. <laughs> yeah. Look it up, people. It's real. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Well, wrestling happened this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently some wrestling. Um. One thing I did get right down, speaking of uh, things to speak about, AJ Styles has not been very quiet, has he? Like, AJ Styles on his tree stream doesn't hold back anything, does he? My goodness. You ask AJ Styles, he will give people you an are, answer. All right. People are mean to the poor guy. I think I think it was Randy Orton that, was, that said something this week. It was like, AJ Styles was a fighter. It's like, leave the man in his dumb beliefs alone. <laughs> Um, yeah, AJ Styles. The earth is flat. Let him believe the earth is flat. Yeah, why not? Um, but as I say, him on stream has not been, um, has not been quiet. He's not been very quiet. Um, he did say that he wants to, uh, <laughs> well, he said, wait, what was he asked on his Twitch stream about joining AEW? He said, as far as AEW goes, never say never. But I think once my career is done, I'm hopefully just going to work for WWE in some some capacity. I'd like to be a recruiter. Go scout some guys. I think that the, would be fun. Did you see the thing I sent you yesterday? Yeah, that's kind of where I was leading to this. Okay. You wanted to do that. Um, so, Gio sent me like some uh, a story to, that we read out yesterday is... Um, Daniel Bryan and Edge have been on the creative teams producing uh, for Raw and SmackDown, respectively, um, which would be ace for both of them. Like, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And it, it kind of makes sense with some of the guys that you see. I mean, isn't Grand Metalik fighting AJ for the Intercontinental this title this week? Like, what the hell is that? I, I don't know. That's not a Bruce Pritchard decision. <laughs> like, somebody else has made that call. Like, 
Grand Metalik, where did he come from? I didn't even know he was on SmackDown. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it, it's interesting. I mean, what do you think of Edge and Danny Bryan? I mean, I'm guessing we're we're all coming to an age when some of these guys are going to move into these roles now. You know, like I remember being shocked to see Jamie Noble like is on the production team, but Daniel Bryan, Edge. I mean, that's pretty big. That's pretty big. I mean, because you haven't really. I mean, Bryan hasn't wrestled since that AJ Styles match, right? That was the last. That was the last time he's been on TV yeah, as a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and obviously his wife is pregnant, uh, and Brie is. She's not had the baby yet, so I, I kind of get maybe why he's not been around as much. Um, but to read that, like he's having some creative input. I mean, that'd be good. Have Bruce Hitch Pritchard at the helm, and then Edge on Raw, and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. I mean. Yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, I think that's a really good, best for business kind of move. Um, yeah, because how many more big matches have those two got? You know, like how many more matches sensibly have they got? And you know, I can't see guys like that going off to wrestle somewhere else. I think Styles, I think Edge, I think Brian, they'll they'll stay where they are and take their paydays. Right, much right. Like, yeah, pretty much like Nakamura does. I mean, Nakamura even said, didn't he? He's literally, I, I'm here for the money. That's, that's it. Don't care about nothing else. We'll take the money and run with our tag titles. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good. I'm guessing we're going to start to see um, more people making a, making a push. Um, and now the other thing from Twitch streams. Now, there was an incident between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. So when what I first, the world was I, that? I, it's got to be a work, right? Like, I mean, people I in know. Adam Cole's stream were getting timed out every time it was mentioned. Like, on the stream on Twitch, they were getting timed out and banned for bringing it up. Um, Adam Cole, the bit that gets me, and I spoke about this with somebody else, is that he said he was visiting family and whatnot. I mean, the guy's from Florida, and they were in Pennsylvania. No, he's from Pennsylvania, and they were down in Florida. I don't know. Like, what did you make of it? Like, I mean, the language kind of made me thought it wasn't a work at some points. Like, he was pretty pee. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, I mean, Triple H spoke about it on Pat McAfee's show. Was it yesterday? I think. Um, he apologized for Adam and blah, blah, It blah. reminds me. Have you ever seen that clip? Here's another one. Have you ever seen that clip? It's like, some German thing where, like, they were trying to interview Randy and they called him brittle, like, snapped. It was like, don't call me fucking brittle. You want to see brittle? I'll knock your teeth out right now, God damn. Like, he got really strong with the dude. Because the dude, like, was just trying to take the pit. Like, you could tell the dude wasn't a wrestling fan, but doing him for whatever he was interviewing. I'm like, he was just taking the piss out of her. Like, he's like, ah, you do the wrestling? Little weak boy. You you get injured or not. You're very, very brittle. Like he was trying to he was trying to keep his composure. He's like, don't, don't, don't. Like, hey, easy there. Like the guy kept saying stuff like that. He's like, You have bad brittle bugs, milk, and like finally or got like really fed up and like got in the guy's face with the like, gold oh, knock your teeth out right now if you call me brutal one more time, god damn it. <laughs> See, and because that's the thing, like everyone's saying, oh, it's a work, it's a work, it's a work. What's it work for? Like Pat McAfee's not going to wrestle. Like, what? What is <laughs> Pat the point McAfee's of it? Gonna, <laughs> he's 
gonna screw over Undisputed Era. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, Bat McAvee's gonna come out and, and help Johnny Gargano beat Roderick Strong on Wednesday. <laughs> McAvee's gonna come and punt a football at, at Roderick Strong the old, or something. The old John Stewart. Oh. No, see, we reminisced about good things, not the Judge Stewart SummerSlam. Oh, no. Oh, just, I remember I cried at my TV, like, oh, what is this? It looks so awkward and out of place. Um, oh, God, I just, yeah, John Stewart and putting John Cena down. Oh, for Seth Rollins. That's all SummerSlam stuff. SummerSlam always has that stuff, doesn't it? Do you notice, like... It's always them big things happen at SummerSlam. But I don't know. Like, I think it was a work. Like, he put out an apology. I just, if it is a work, what's it for? You know, what What was the point of it? Like, Adam Cole doesn't need more heat. Pat McAvee isn't, oh, I hope he's not going to wrestle. Like, um, that would be interesting. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. That could be. <laughs> that could definitely uh, put some pay-per-view sales. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> It just seemed, um, it seemed very, very intense, and the language itself was a little. Maybe bit... he'll manage. Maybe he'll manage like. Maybe he'll manage Gronk for like one more return. Gronk will come back and fight Cole. Yeah. Go, bring back Gronk. <laughs> Gronk versus Undisputed. I were managed by Chat Magazine. Oh. oh God! Don't don't give <laughs> them ideas. They clearly listened to okay. us, you know. Oh Hold God. Your Oh, Riley and Gronk versus Undisputed Era. <laughs> oh my God, McAvee, Rawley, and Gronk versus Undisputed Era. Oh wow! Well, it can't be any worse than those two dick dudes that were in the Mania Battle Royal and got the Gronk. Guess not. Yeah, yeah. Guess so. Remember yeah. that? They're like the two dudes from Saturday Night Live, like Brock Lesnar ripped their skulls off. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Jeez. Oh my gosh. We're on uh, the two the 2010. We get a we get a guest person every week on Raw. Mm. <laughs> Hit and miss with those. <laughs> we had we had highs like Bob Barker knocking out freaking Chris Jericho. Then we had lows which were like Pete the Rose. wonder Jeremy Piven. It was like Summerfest. Oh Jeremy Piven. We had Pete Rose. Dressed as a bloody mascot, getting choke slammed by Kane. Ah, oh. uh, I don't remember like that last one. There's like Jerry, Jerry Lawler going mad, like, "Oh, Pete, don't no, stop, leave Kane alone." <laughs> like, oh. All I remember is Jerry. It's like it's all it's 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 gonna be Orton versus Cena, Summerfest, Summer 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 Slam. Oh my goodness! Celebrities. They had the Muppets. They had Grumpy Cat. <laughs> oh WWE, don't ever change. <laughs> I think they had like Shaquille O'Neal beat up Big Show one week. Like yeah. he said, random people, random things. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam. Nick Gruber. Of all the people to put Lawrence Taylor with was Bam Bam. Like my gosh, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather boxing Big Show. Yeah, we've seen it all. We've seen it all. Stephen Emile and the Cody Rhodes stuff. There's just been so many. This and that was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, to be fair, Stephen Emile was. Can wrestle, goddamn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it definitely from that it made me watch arrow which i then fell in love with i loved arrow um yeah emil emil and uh, cody rhodes and cody rhodes was actually in an episode of arrow as well um a few times so um yeah i loved that stuff loved it all because uh, it was sorry i like i like damn it yeah i didn't hate stardust i get why it probably annoyed him from where his head was at but i didn't mind the stardust thing like i didn't mind it at all like i i'm probably gonna say i i think i don't like this cody that much anymore this arrogant thinking he's the greatest wrestler in the world cody not a big fan of that um but you know uh, I am a big fan of what AEW are doing. I'm, I don't want to knock that. I just, you know, I would book, um, I would book Cody a little bit different, but I guess he's got such a big Wait, so what's going it. on with them? With? With, like, AEW. I don't know. Um, don't know. Eddie Kingston, by the way, can cut a promo. Good Lord. Um, you think awesome. they're going to hire him? Um, yeah, I think he fits. I think the promo showed that he fits. I think the reaction I to mean, he's got his, he's got some history because he was with, uh, he was with LA. He was with the two dudes that were, that are in the circle. They were LAX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think, I think he, he showed on AEW that, you know, yeah, why not? I think he fits their style of programming. I thought it was great to see some blood. Um, I, I think it's good that Eddie Kingston was the guy to do that. Um, well, they officially made the tag match and the championship match. Yeah. It also made Cody Rhodes. I, I felt like he stepped up to get up to his game. Like he was trying to prove something to Eddie Kingston too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they'll hire him. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. Um, so yeah, the, the Young Bucks obviously won their Fools Count Anywhere match. Um, I I feel like the Young Bucks match was like, um, you know, their answer to like the extreme. Ah, it might be. A, I'm just reading now. It might be a story. Adam Cole apologizes for his actions on Pat McAfee's show. Triple H invites McAfee to NXT. Oh my God, they're gonna do something with Pat McAfee. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't have any words. They've taken my words. Um, I was it looks like they're gonna do MJF and Moxley next. Yeah, that's what I see. MJF is is on on for Moxley. Um, About time. Yeah, I think we need to see it. I think Moxley's been. One of the guys that was, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, I, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed AEW last week. Um, I think what they're doing is, is very, very well. I just, this last week, I, I, and honestly, I don't want people to think I'm just trying to find things that was wrong. I felt this week's episode was a little bit too self-serving. Um, but it, it, I think what they're doing, they're doing everything particularly, I think they're doing it great. I think the Dark Order stuff was good with, uh, was it Paige and Omega? I thought that was really good. Um, so, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, they're really teasing this. Like, Omega's eventually going to snap. I, I'm, I, He desperately needs it. They desperately it, need well, to, I, to use Omega it's better. It's like a slow build because, like, 
he's been attacking people, and then he'll like start to get that old Kenny Omega, and then he'll stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it's great. I think it's good storytelling. Um, I think it's good sort of character self awareness, and they desperately need to. Um, they desperately need to sort Kenny Omega out. He should be one of the big stars, you know. Um, as I say, um, I even thought the women's match. Who was the girl that debuted? I thought that was really good. Um, who was it that debuted? Uh, Ivelis. Ivelis. Was it her debut? Oh, East. Oh dear, and she took on Diamante. I actually thought that match was really good. Um, for a change, I've enjoyed. I enjoyed that one. But yeah, AEW I think was the best show this week. I'm not gonna lie. Um, as I say, there were just parts of it that I wasn't super keen on. Um, and Wednesdays is still very much my my favorite day of wrestling. Like from an NXT. I don't know. Impact had a good show this week. Impact is gonna start kind of have to get some out some time on our on our um. They got we got the EC3 finally came out. He beat up mm-hmm. Moose. He Slater sneaking in through backstage doors. Yeah, um, another banger between Chris Bay and and Willie Mac. I thought that uh, it was a bit short. But I thought great way to start my, my, the show. My buddy Kurt Hawkins got a job. Kurt Hawkins, yeah, they've they've signed him up and they like they're making some moves. Um, yeah, making some moves. Uh, I didn't get the four second. Fernandez squash, but that's TNA stuff in it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you think that I feel like they put that in there just to remind us that we're watching TNA? Like, it was four seconds. He hit Hernandez with a gore, boom. Um, but to be fair, that's as long as I want Hernandez in a match. So that, I'm not going to complain about that. But yeah, NXT was a really, really good show. My only complaint with TNA is they have way too many of these dudes that need to just stand back. I'm sorry, but Rhino and Ken Shamrock, mm. come on. Yeah, exactly. When you think like the tag title match, the machine guns against the North, I mean, that was that was really good. You know, that <laughs> that was a really good tag match at the end. I need to be seeing 60-something-year-old Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, and it felt like it was like a reset episode for Impact, you know? Um, cause it wasn't like, it wasn't a lot of in-ring matches. Uh, it was the sort of, it was the sort of storyline build up set up from all the stuff that happened at Slammiversary. Um, but then obviously they, they came out like it was a well put together show. When you think like we've been in the UK and they once not so long ago, they sent the UK t- TV company to show it here. They only sent them half a show. Oh my god! <laughs> and it, it only got sent half. I only saw half, and yeah. then it, it, it finished. Everybody, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Twitter locked them out. Huh? Banned them for like a month. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it was a, it was a shame. Like in a bed, and they were like, "Yeah, you're breaking Twitch rules." Yeah, 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 yeah. They got banned with the RVD story, weren't it? They got banned <laughs> for showing the RVD clip. <laughs> um. I'm really excited. Like, they have the potential. That was right like our second episode in. We died laughing about it. Yeah. And they're like, their biggest supporter is the one thing that's sitting there on their apron and stand for the platform. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Um, they've got they've got big potential, TNA, right now. 
They have really, really big potential. Um, I just wish they'd find a steady cable company to pick them up. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, they've got some star power right now. Let's, let's see, you know? Let's see what happens. Um, I'm curious. Uh, I want to see... Um, I want to see what they do next. Um, definitely want to see because they've got potential right now. And if I was a cable company, I would be watching closely what kind of shows they put on over the next month or two, and then then see what happens from there. Um, because they've they've got all the they've got all the um, all the potential in the world right now. TNA, all the potential in the world, um, which is great because like we've got a lot of wrestling to choose from right now. You know, like right now. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I... Sorry? I said, let's go back to $10 a week on pay-per-view. Yep. Their, their main show was $10 a week on pay-per-view. Wow. Was it really? They didn't have any... They didn't have any... 2005. 2002 to 2005, you had to... Literally buy a pay per view a week for ten bucks. That was called the asylum years because they did about the, the, the asylum. old fairgrounds. God. But it was such good work because they they had what was called open door, which was like if you showed up there, they'd give you a tryout match, and if they like you, they'd bring you back the following week. And you had people like CM Punk showing up there randomly. Like, is a who's who? A pink hair John Boxley showed up a week. Oh, geez, back in the days, huh? But I, 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 think, yeah. I think, I think again, this is a, this is another chance, um, another chance for them to to push. Like they've got, they've got uh, all the potential right now. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff going on. Um, I also want to see Only Lorkin versus Timothy Thatcher every week. Just, I'm going to throw that out there towards the Okay. Uh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. Um, and obviously, I'm a bit concerned that Mercedes Martinez has joined Robert Stone. But other than that... <laughs> you leave Robert Stone brand alone. Uh, but Mercedes, I like. Like, uh, but hey. Um, as I say, I think the triple threat was great. Lorcan and Thatcher for NXT. Watch NXT. I'm looking forward to see, like, the Cross Lee thing. Um, yeah. Should be fun. Wrestling is fun right now, people. Right. Are we sticking with creative to be idiots of the week? Or have you got anyone else? Yes. <laughs> okay. Shame on you, brother love. <laughs> and then we'll be back next week when Grand Metalik is Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> Throw my phone out the window. There'll be no show. Oh, God. Yeah, we might not hear from Gio if Grand Metalik beats AJ Styles. So with that in mind, <laughs> you have a good week, sir, and I'll see you next week. Yeah? All right.